You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is oh so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com etm. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web, and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash E-T-M. Go to joindeleteme.com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off. You know, I've always been the type of person who had big dreams, like really big dreams. And I can't even remember a time when I didn't have some sort of big dream I was striving for. But Sometimes when you have big dreams, it's hard. You second guess yourself. There's fear. There's doubt. There's questions of, am I worthy of actually making that kind of money? And can this actually be viable? I'm Shauna Compton Game. This is Millennial Money. And today we're talking bringing your big business dream to life 
with Jessica Nezarali, and she's coming to us all the way from Australia. Money with Shauna Compton Game. It will expand your brain. Whatever you're saving up for, a CD from Sandy Spring Bank lets you grow your savings at a guaranteed rate. Right now, earn interest at 4.5% APY on an eight-month CD special, or 4.25% APY on a 14-month CD special. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com slash cdspecials. Minimum opening deposit to earn the annual percentage yield is $500 for the 8-month CD special and $2,500 for the 14-month CD special. Member FDIC. So a couple of announcements. I shouldn't say announcements. That makes it sound like we're in school, right? Like there's going to be a bell that rings and... Okay, uh, take that again, scratch that. A couple of things to talk about. That sounds better, I think. We are now on Spotify, so you can listen to all of Millennial Money episodes on Spotify. That is really exciting. Uh, Spotify is now the number two podcast listening app behind iTunes. That really surprised me to know that, but I think it's really cool that so many people are listening to podcasts now on Spotify. So be sure to check us out there if if that's more convenient for you. And also starting next week, we are going to start our Ask Shauna questions with some live sessions. So we're going to start having some listeners actually do a one-on-one interview with me. So you can hear them, you can hear my response. And I think it just brings the questions more to life. Hopefully it brings them more to life. So if you've had a question and you're up for doing it, a live version with me, I would absolutely love to tackle the question with you, put it in a podcast episode. And, you know, I think these questions hopefully can at least get you thinking about money, maybe in a little different way, or maybe they just make you think about something that you hadn't thought about before. And they're fun for me as well. I like I like answering these questions. So today we have a question from Robert. And Robert says, Hi, Sean, I've been listening to the podcast for a while, and I have a super, super simple question. Well, it may not be that simple. Robert says, I am trying to decide whether I should take my company's 401k and put in enough money to meet my match. My other option is to open a uh, IRA through uh, Betterment or some other company like that, and I'm just not quite sure how to think about this. Is there any downside to doing a 401k with your company in the match? That's a great question, Robert. I love these types of questions because it reminds me that some of the things that maybe I take for granted are not things that people know about or people talk about very much or the conversations that you have. And I think, you know, it's it's such a great time right now for personal finance and for there are tons of articles, there are tons of apps, there are tons of these great financial technology companies that are names that we're starting to know, like Betterment and Wealthfront and Bloom and, you know, all of these names that before we didn't really know, well, who do you go to if you set up an, you know, an IRA or a Roth IRA? You know, where do you go? And I think it's actually pretty cool that these companies are being super successful at brand recognition because 
I argued with a lot of the big companies before that I don't think anybody could pick out your logo from a lineup. I mean, could you tell the difference between Fidelity or Vanguard, um, T. Rowe Price? My guess is probably not. You might recognize their commercial or their jingle or something like that, but I don't think you would actually recognize their logo. And that's nothing against you. That's against the industry that has, you know, kind of made investing feel like this dinosaur business. But that's not your question, Robert. So I totally digress. Um Honestly, the best thing I think almost ever invented is the 401k match because that is essentially free money. And I know I say this so many times on the podcast, but it really is honestly one of the only places where you can collect free money, essentially. Now, of course, there are some requirements. You have to contribute as well up to a certain percentage to get the match from your company. They don't automatically put the money in your account even if you don't invest. So you've got to do some investing as well to meet them at a certain point. A lot of them have what's called a vesting schedule and that literally means that uh, let's say it's got a four-year vesting schedule. So uh, in year one you might get 25% 25% vested, year two, 50%, year three, 75%, and year four, you're 100% vested. So if you left the company before year four, you always get to take the money that you put in the 401k with you, or it can stay in the 401k. Uh, but the percentage of money that you get to keep from the company match depends on where you are in that in that year. If you leave it year three, you don't get all of your match. But if you leave after your four, you get the full amount of your match. So my point is very, vesting schedule is very important because if you're thinking about moving on, moving to another job, figuring out where you are in that vesting schedule, not necessarily mean that you're you're going to not take another job, particularly if that other job is you know, much higher salary or better opportunity for you. But I think it's just something to pause and think about um, because it, it is potentially a lot of money. I mean, if you just think about it, it's like doubling what you put in your 401k. So, uh, you know, um, it it's just the best thing ever. I mean, it's like going to Baskin Robbins and getting one scoop and they're like, hey, let me just give you a scoop for free. Like, all right. I, I don't know about you, but I am a sugar junkie. So <laughs> two scoops of ice cream is always better for me. Um, not that your money is like ice cream, but hopefully you get the you get the analogy there. So I think that that there is absolutely no downside. I can't see any downside from my vantage point of why you wouldn't put enough money in your 401k to go up to that match. Now, after the match, you know, you can do whatever you want. You can obviously continue to put more money in your 401k up to the annual maximum amount, whatever that happens to be, whatever year we're in. Uh, Or you can certainly open an IRA, you can open a Roth, you know, you can open one of those on the side. Uh, And there are different pros and cons for maybe why you would choose one over the other of those. Um, But that wasn't your question. So I won't I won't dive too deep into that. But honestly, there aren't any downsides. To me, there are only plus sides. You know, um, as a entrepreneur, I've had my own business since I rolled out of college and there's no one there to match my money. I, I mean, I'm the company, so I've got to do the matching for me. 
And that may seem silly, but if you think about kind of the gig economy we're in, the entrepreneurial, online businesses, things like that, there are a lot of us now who don't have the option for a match. So I'm going to just shout out to you for all of the rest of us that don't have an option for the match that the match is a really good thing and take it while you can. And certainly if you feel nervous, like, oh, I might not be able to, you know, live off the paycheck if I put money into my 401k, I would really encourage you to test it. Put 1% in, see what that feels like. Put 2% in, see what that feels like. Like keep inching yourself up little by little until you hit that max amount for the match. I can almost guarantee you, I can't guarantee you hardly anything. I'm not in the job of guaranteeing, but I can almost guarantee you that you're going to move up that sliding scale of putting more of a percentage of your income into the 401k and you're not going to feel it very much. You're probably going to feel it a little bit, right? You might have to make some adjustments with some of your expenses and things like that, but it's not going to be a dramatic uh, difference in your paycheck. But what you're going to see on the other side is you're starting to build wealth and your wealth is in, in essence, you know, multiplying by whatever amount of match that the company is putting in uh, with you as kind of a partnership with you. And to me, that gets that gets really exciting. I like when I look at other people's 401ks and I can see how much the company has put in as a match. I'm like, wow, that's like it works. It's exciting. You know, it's 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 um it's a way that you can really supercharge your money. And even if you're only with a company that offers a match for a short period of time, let's say five years or four years or whatever that that amount of years is, that's important. That has really started that investing snowball for you off on uh, the best possible way um, that they that they can do it, you know? So yeah, I don't think there's any downsides. I don't think you're going to find any personal finance experts that would probably tell you there's a downside. But of course, you got to evaluate yourself, you know, figure out what your goals are, figure out what makes most sense to you. But I'm a big fan of encouraging you, if you got a match, go for it and do your very best to get up to the match amount because you're only going to thank yourself so much in the future. Like, oh my gosh, this thing is like doubled in 10 years. How did this even happen? I don't know. Again, I can't guarantee you that, but all I can guarantee you is with the match, it's going to be a lot more money than just you investing by yourself. So hopefully that has helped answer your question a little bit, Robert. And um, I, again, I think it's awesome to ask questions like this because you would normally just probably take for granted that the match is good and it's it's cool to talk about these things. So I am excited to share today's podcast with you. Uh, I was fortunate enough to do a podcast swap with Jessica Nazarelli. She hosts It Girl Radio, and she lives in Australia, so you're going to be delighted to listen to an awesome Australian accent. Wish mine was that cool, but I... I, I don't think it is. <laughs> Some people tell me that they think I have a really interesting accent. I don't know if I would call it an accent, but uh, I was born in the Midwest, so maybe you hear a little bit of that, but I've lived in California for so many years that I would think that the Midwest has kind of rubbed off. Anyway, back to Jessica. So she had always had this big 
business dream. She knew she wanted to help people. She loved personal development, but you know, she wasn't quite sure how to execute it. And in 2011, kind of when blogs were really getting their uh, steam and it was relatively quote unquote easy to get in the blog business. She started a blog, a healthy food blog, and it really took off. And she she started to see that this could be a reality. Like she can make money online, but then she thought, you know, I really want to transition and I really want to help other women and other people in particular realize their business dreams. And The cool thing is that along the way, she learned a ton of money lessons. One of my very favorite bits of information that came out from listening to Jessica was she has this saying, and she says, you have to stop telling your story around money if it's not helping you. And I thought that was such a great bit of information to dive into because it's so true. You know, we all have these different money stories and whether they're good, bad, or in between, we all have this perception of money and it shapes very much how we think, act, and feel about money. And of course, that all then has a a direct correlation to how we actually deal with our money. And I just thought this was brilliant. You know, if if your story around money, if your story isn't good, if you felt like you've made a lot of mistakes, if you felt like maybe just things haven't worked out for you, or even if you had a, a good story and you're still unsure about, you know, decisions to make or things like that, that you can change your money story. You can you can start today with one step, with with one thing, and you can totally rewrite that money story. So I'm hoping that you totally enjoy this episode with Jessica and her accent because it's amazing. And hopefully this inspires you that if you have a big business dream, you can totally bring it to life. And it's still viable to have online businesses. There are still people out there kicking butt. Jessica's making well over six figures. And I think that's just really inspiring that you can do it. So before we hear from Jessica, a quick word from our podcast episode sponsor. Big thanks to our podcast episode sponsor, Candid Co., You know, I've always had pretty straight teeth, which is really good because I do not like going to the dentist. I've actually never enjoyed going to the dentist, and please tell me I'm not alone on this one. I was a thumb sucker for so many years and developed this kind of crazy overbite. Plus, I was born with two molars that grew in backwards, so when I smile, you can really see them. But I never thought about getting any of this fixed since it's just so expensive to do so. But I'm so happy I discovered Candid Co., Candid is really helping people gain confidence through accessible and affordable, hello, orthodontic care. We're talking straighter and brighter teeth in an average of only six months, and it costs 65% less than braces. There are no office visits. Everything is delivered to your home. But Candid's network of highly trained orthodontists, they review each and every case, and they direct the aligner plan that's customized to you, so you know you're getting what you need. So let's talk about the process. The first step is to purchase their modeling kit, which will be sent to you so you can take impressions of your teeth. I actually just finished my modeling kit with the impressions. It was actually pretty easy to do once I got the hang of it. Then you send the impressions back in with some photos of your teeth and Candid's network of orthodontists review your specific case and they provide you with a 3D preview of what your treatment is going to look like. After you get your 3D preview, it's completely up to you whether you want to move forward or not with your clear aligner plan. You can also talk to a real person at any time if you have questions at all through the process. You're one step away from getting straighter, wider teeth, just like me. 
Take advantage of Candid's risk-free modeling kit guarantee. Plus, when you use my dedicated link, candidco.com slash mymoney, you'll save 25% on your modeling kit. That's candidco.com slash mymoney to get 25% off the price of your modeling kit. candidco.com slash mymoney. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding? or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical. If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because, let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals, so you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this, they release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited, and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince, and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless... 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout-friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash ETM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash ETM. Okay, listen, like many of you out there, I love Notion, our sponsor today. 
And I honestly use it every day for my notes and journaling. I also track our family expenses and I manage all of our household to-dos. Notion has been such a lifesaver in helping me get a lot more organized because that's not one of my strengths without stressing me out. Notion is a place where any team can write, plan, organize, and rediscover the joy of play. It's a workspace designed not just for making progress, but getting inspired. Notion is the AI-powered workspace that can summarize things like meeting notes and automatically generate action items and help you get answers to questions in seconds. It will honestly blow your mind. Notion is for everyone, whether you're a Fortune 500 company, you're a freelancer, you're starting a startup, or you're a student juggling classes and clubs, or you're somebody like myself that just really wants to get organized. Try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash etm. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash etm, and start turning ideas into action. And when you use our link, you are supporting our show, notion.com slash etm. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, Earnit provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnit is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use Earnin in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. Everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC. So Jess, I am so excited to have you on the podcast. You're joining us from completely around the world in Australia. Yes, yes, I am. I love how the internet enables us to do things like this. It's so cool. So I have traveled all around the world, but I've actually never been to Australia. Tell me, some. what are some of the favorite things that you love about Australia? I would say the number one thing would have to be the weather. Um, I'm a bit of a weather snob. My <laughs> husband's my husband's Canadian. Um, he's, from, he's lived in Vancouver, but then also Alberta, which is just like really, really cold. And... It's, it's just hard for me to be in cold places for a long time. So I would say the weather's amazing. Uh, the food's really good. 
obviously the beaches are beautiful. It's worth a visit. It is a bit of a trek, but it's worth it if you can make it happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just in all the pictures, of course, you know, anytime you look at pictures of a travel destination you want to go to, it it always looks amazing. You see all the good stuff and never see, you know, the gritty parts maybe that somebody living there actually sees. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I will say that like Sydney and the whole of Australia, it's very clean. <laughs> That's probably what I would say compared to other parts of the world. Um, yeah, it's like very safe and clean. I mean, there's obviously, there's some downsides, like any place, like it is a long way away from the rest of the world. So it's hard to travel. Um, but overall it's, 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 it's pretty good. I like it. (laughs) That's good. That's good. Awesome. Well, I'd love to start at talking a little bit about dreams. You know, we all have these dreams. Some of them feel really unattainable, but you've actually brought yours to life. You had a blog and a health food website, and you turned those into a seriously legitimate business. Tell me a little bit about how this all happened. Well, it was never quote unquote in the plan. Um, I didn't really have a plan. (laughs) Um, So how it all happened was when I was 23, I had a bit of a, I look back now and I call it a quarter life crisis. Um, what had happened was I had gotten engaged to my boyfriend, who's now husband, and uh, we'd just come back from this amazing overseas trip, came home, um, we were engaged, I was telling all my friends and family, and I remember having this sinking feeling in my, fat, in my stomach, thinking, why aren't I happier? And it was this really awkward and I'll say like even embarrassing place to be in because from the outside looking in it looked like I had it all together I had a good job you know I was getting married and we lived in a nice apartment I had friends and family like nothing like I it was a very privileged problem to be having (laughs) and I realized that and I felt bad about it and I'm like geez like why don't I feel happier and what it came down to was I realized that what I was doing for my job, I was working um, in corporate, I was selling software essentially, and I had a really, I had a really good um, boss. I had, I was getting paid well, I would get bonuses, I got to travel, not a lot, but a little bit. And I realized though that that isn't what I wanted to do. I didn't want to climb the corporate ladder. And I didn't know what it was that I wanted to do. And I just kept on looking at my life thinking, okay, so I'm going to get married. I'm going to have kids. And then what? I just like work in a job for the next 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. <laughs> um, it just seemed very uninspiring. And I, and I just felt quite frustrated and annoyed that I didn't feel better, but that I wanted something to change, but I didn't know what it was. So... I've spoken to a lot of people over the years and I think a lot of people can relate to that feeling um, of knowing that there's something more that they want to do but not knowing what it is. And so what I did is I started just to take small steps forward in a direction that made me feel better. And that came that what I started doing was blogging because I was reading a lot of blogs at the time and just really enjoying it. So I started a health and wellness and I guess personal development blog and I built up a following and online community. And after about 18 months of blogging, 
I had someone just send me a message on Facebook saying, hey, Jess, you know, I love what you've done with your blog. I'm just about to become a qualified naturopath. Would you be able to help me do the same thing? And that's really how my coaching business started. And I called it um, blog coaching in the beginning. It was like blog coaching slash consulting. And people were really into blogging back then. You know, now people are more into, say, like Instagram. But back then, having a blog, this was in 2012, 2013, um, in Australia, anyway, <laughs> it was it was like a cool thing to do. Uh, so that's how I got started, and then I just really um, kept on following the need and the want that my audience was showing me. I created a package after I worked with that one client, and I sent it to my email list, and I got twenty clients within about a space of a six week period. Um, there were short coaching packages. There were just there were three sessions, and that went over a period of about, I think, six weeks. So it was like a session every two weeks. But that just really gave me the confidence that I was onto something. And yeah, that's that's how it all began. Wow, that's amazing. And so when you were transitioning from blogging into mm-hmm. like, okay, this may be a legitimate career, did you find yourself ever feeling? you know, doubt or fear around, mm. around this business and, and, and how you could actually make sustainable money with this? Um, good question. So I, I definitely had fears and doubts for sure. I, but you know, what was stronger than my fear and doubt was wanting to get out of my job. <laughs> <laughs> like that was, that was so strong and I was willing to do whatever it took to get out of my job, even though it wasn't like that bad in the grand scheme of things. I, I just had a really strong vision to be working for myself. So I was really willing to do whatever it took to make that happen. And I, I worked with a coach who, who just, who helped me, I guess, come up with my signature system or way of working with people um, and that was really useful because I didn't really know anything about that. Um, and she she kind of helped me to look at, okay, well, how can you get clients sustainably? And so I, I was having some help and guidance through that, which I think helped tremendously. Otherwise, I probably would have gotten a little bit scared or worried. And I, like fears and self-doubt definitely did come up. But my, like my vision was so strong. Like it was just so, so strong. <laughs> I had to get out of that job. Yeah. That's so important. And, you know, you talked about feeling trapped in the corporate job. I think that a lot of people are like that. I always tell people that I'm allergic to fluorescent lights. I just, you know, corporate for me, just it has absolutely no appeal. I'd rather, you know, struggle and, you know, all all of the struggles that go into being an entrepreneur are much more um, digestible, if you will, to me. But, you know, from that experience, from, you know, that passion that you had to, to start your own business and make it sustainable and, and really take that leap from the corporate world, do you have, you know, two or three maybe pieces of advice for people who are in that similar situation and they're they're trying to make that journey and maybe it's, it's difficult or maybe they just can't figure out, okay, what is that thing I'm going to do on the other end? Mm, yes, yeah. So I would say, you know, number one, um, get clear on like what your potential offer or what your 
potential business idea could be. Um, and you can do a lot of testing of this before you leave your job. So I, um, I didn't leave my job for quite a while, actually. So I was blogging for a year and a half. Then I started coaching. Um, and then for seven months, I was working my job and coaching on the side. So I did that for seven months and I had built up my monthly revenue was between anywhere between 3000 and 7000 a month over that seven month period. So, you know, I, I think people can get a little bit, um, I guess it depends on your financial situation. But for me, I really wanted to see that I had sustainability so I could leave with confidence. Um, so you can do, I mean, if you're, if you're smart about how you manage your time, you have to just be willing, like those seven months, like it was busy, but I was willing to do that because I could see the light at the end of the tunnel. So I would work in the evenings, I would work on the weekends. Um, I think you need to explain to the people in your life what you're doing. So I took, like my husband was on board with my vision. So he knew I would be working more and he was okay with that. Um, I would say, you know, before you do anything, before like if you're in a job and you don't like it, you know, come up with a plan. Like look at, okay, well, what is this business going to be? How am I going to get clients? How am I going to promote myself? Start working with some people on the side. See if you can negotiate even going part-time or working from home or just something which has more flexibility um, with your job. Or even like I've told this to a few clients, they've been in a job which is, you know, very senior and it has a lot of responsibility. And we've spoken about it. And I said, look, if your business long term is your priority long term, can you get another job which just isn't as involved? You know, a job where you can literally work nine to five, go home and switch off, as opposed to, you know, being a manager and just always being on and then never having any bandwidth for your business. So, yeah, it's. It's one of those things, I think, if there's a will, there's a way, but you need to you need to actually carve out the time and look at things and not it's not just going to happen unless you put the time and attention into it. Yeah, absolutely. Exclamation point on that one. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love so it. I'd love to dive a little bit into your own money journey. I love to know, you know, what role money's played in, in your own life. Have you grown up around money? Has it been something that's been hard for you, easy for you? What has your journey been like? Mm. Uh, so I grew up in a family which didn't have a lot of money. When I was in high school, there was maybe, I don't know how long it was for, like maybe a year or so when my parents were on, they, I think you guys call it welfare in the States, but it's, it's called something different in Australia. But um yeah, so money growing up in my family wasn't there wasn't a lot of it, but I think in a lot of ways that was actually a good thing because it, like I've always worked. I started working when I was twelve. I lied about how old I was. I said I was fourteen. Um, I've always worked, and the funny thing was, I look back and I was all like, I grew up in a small country town. I never had any issues getting a job. Like people would be like, oh, how did you even get a job? Like there's not that many jobs around. But I would always find work. 
in high school as well, I used to buy secondhand clothes from like uh, thrift stores or secondhand, um, secondhand stores and I would sell them on eBay. Um, so I think it like the lack of money made me think outside the box and I also made a decision that as an adult, I wouldn't struggle financially because I had seen, I, I kind of seen that story with my parents and I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. Um, so it, it, it made me hustle and it made me work and it made me, um, just, yeah, look at things differently. So I think, you know, no matter what your circumstances, you can make, you can choose, um, how you look at things. You know, I, I know some people who grew up with like really wealthy parents, like their parents did very well starting businesses and then I look at them today and they just don't have the drive because quite frankly, they don't, they don't need to because they're always going to be taken care of and the family has a lot of money. But how fulfilled are they? You know, are they really, I mean, maybe they are. <laughs> maybe they're just <laughs> judging, right? Um, so I, I think it just really, it goes either way. You can make the, the most out of any circumstances that you have. And I chose to look at it as, okay, well, I can't change how I grew up, but I can change the second part of my life. Yeah. And I was listening to one of your recent episodes on uh, your It Girl podcast, and you you said this amazing line that I'm going to have to steal from you. You said, you know, stop telling your money, your story around money if it's not helping you. And I thought that was such a great line because I think we, a lot of us use you know, either the good or the not so good of our money story. And it, we almost use it as a crutch. And I, I would imagine, do you see that a lot with the people that you work with as well? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. I mean, look, I think everyone has a story around money or a reason why they can't do something. And at the end of the day, I mean, it is just a story. And if you're telling that story to yourself, it will be true. But you can change it. Like right now, you can just drop the story that you have around whatever it is. And I think the first key is just awareness. Um, so if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, I think I have a money story that isn't serving me, like actually writing down what you think about money can be a great place to start. Um, I find, you know, just having awareness about things usually makes me shift what I'm doing and then. If I feel like, okay, there's something deeper there, then I may look at other ways to remove it from my belief system. But I would say, you know, just having awareness around stories, beliefs that we have is huge because otherwise we can have these beliefs and we were like, oh, well, why am I operating that way? And it's like, well, that's how my mom used to operate or that's how my dad used to operate and giving light to them makes for me anyway I'll see it and it's like oh okay well that's how mum used to do it but I don't want to do that anymore so then I'm I'm more conscious of rewriting that story yeah that's such a powerful point too I think that you make that we have the power to rewrite or we have the power to choose the narrative going forward we can't change the past but we could change you know maybe what it looks like going forward for us and you make some different decisions than you know, what our friends have done or even what our parents have done and what we've seen. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. 
completely agree. And I wanted to chat for a few minutes about this because I know a lot of my friends struggle with this, especially a lot of my female friends. I find this to be sort of a common theme of feeling maybe feeling a little unworthy about making serious money, making very good money and having a successful business. Do you find that to be a common theme as well with a lot of the people you work with? Mm. Yeah, I mean, not feeling worthy, I think is probably, I mean, I don't know how many women it affects, but I think it affects a lot of women on some level or another. And whether it's like really, really strong, or even if it's just kind of sinking somewhere in in the back of, of your mind. So I think that feeling of unworthiness, I mean, it comes down really to self-love at the end of the day and believing that you are worthy to make a certain a certain amount of money, make a certain amount of impact. And what I really like, like this exercise or this, I guess, mindset belief really changed a lot of things for me because, um, so I'll, I'll explain. <laughs> I'll explain <laughs> what I mean by that. So People who have, um, it's very hard to make a big impact in the world if you aren't taking care of financially yourself. So if you're worried about how you're going to make rent, if you're worried about um, how you're going to buy groceries or, you know, money stories like that, how are you going to show up for your clients? How can you think, okay, well, you know, what book do I want to create? What program is going to best serve the world? Or, you know, I'm going to go and volunteer my time or make a donation to a certain charity. I mean, you can't do any of that. You're literally focused on, okay, I can't pay the rent this month. I'm freaking out. I don't know what to do. And you're just in a story. Like you're just worrying about yourself and obviously your family. And once you get out of that, that's when you can look at, okay, well, I'm taking care of, my family's taken care of, okay, now there's these causes I want to give back to. I want to, you know, work with certain women and not charge anything because I just want to give back. I want to do X, Y, and Z. And so once, um, when I really understood that, then that whole drama around making a certain amount of money and feeling guilty, that all went away. For a while, I had, um, back in the day, I remember I I was talking to my coach and I was feeling guilty because I had made $8,000 that month and it was the most amount of money I've ever made. And I was like, oh my God, I don't think my parents have ever made that amount of money in a month. And she was like, so? Like, why are you like freaking out about this? And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, they're going to judge me. You know, they might disown me. (laughs) Um, they may like, I had all this story around that. And she said, well, you know, the more money you make, the more you're going to be able to help them. And I was like, oh yeah, that's right. And then I started to realize that the more money I make, the more I'm going to be able to impact, you know, not just my parents, but just the world in a bigger scale. So So true. So true. Yeah. So do you still think, you know, there's a lot of chatter out there about a lot of people, you know, are, are have blogs, are starting blogs. There's a lot of chatter about 
online businesses, do you think that they're still very viable? Like if somebody decided today they wanted to start an online business, you think they still there's still a market out there for them to be successful? I think it depends what they're doing, to be honest. I th- and I think it depends like how how you're different, how you stand out, like what's your promise. Um, I think having like in this day and age, having really good content is key. So if you are really great at writing, doing podcasts, videos, and you're great at that, like that is going to be a good way to build an audience. And then from there, you can really have whatever products you want. I think all personal brands are, are really turning into media channels. So if you have great content and you're kind of willing to do that, I mean, great. I think it is getting more and more competitive. So um, having the support of a coach, I think is just going to be a much easier way to go about it as opposed to, you know, starting from scratch and trying to figure everything out on your own. Um, I think it, I think it's definitely possible if your dream and your vision and your why is there. Um, if you're, if you're doing it to make, because you think it's going to be easy or you think, oh, this is a great way to make a lot of money. Uh, I wouldn't do it because, <laughs> it, you know, it's it takes more time and energy and, and hard work than you're probably thinking right now. Um, not to say that it's not amazing and rewarding and fun, but you need to be doing it for the right reasons and not just, oh, because I think it's going to be easy or I want to make a lot of money quickly. And that's such an important point. You know, a lot of the bloggers create income reports every month. And I think if you were just starting to look at this blog and read this incredible income report, you'd think, well, either you think one of two things, either you think, well, there's no way I could do that. Or you think, you know, oh, I could just start a blog and suddenly I can make, you know, $100,000 a month. It can't be that hard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, I've never thought of it that way, actually, that it could make it seem like it's really easy. Mm, That's a different way to look at it. Because yeah, sometimes I read these income reports, and it doesn't usually, I mean, it just says the numbers, it doesn't kind of talk about the hard work (laughs) that goes into getting those numbers. So mm, that's an interesting way to look at it. So you talk about, you know, kind of evolving into a media brand and you run It Girl Radio, a great podcast. Tell me a little bit about, you know, how did you decide to start this podcast? And maybe do you have a few episodes or, or an episode in particular that's that's one of your favorites? Mm, yeah, great question. Um, so I started, why did I start It Girl Radio? <laughs> I started it about a year and a half ago. Um, to be honest, I, my husband was the one who convinced me to do it. He he said, oh, you, you know, you love talking. Uh, I think he really likes my accent. He's like, oh, you have such a great accent. People like, people like listening to you. And I, I thought, okay, well, like, let's do it and see how it goes. And I think, like a lot of things, I thought it would be less. I mean, when I started my business, I thought the same thing. I thought, oh, how hard can it be? Similar to starting the podcast, I was like, wow, this is more work than I thought it would be. Um, but it has been an amazing way just to connect with people and build my audience, but then also just build relationships with people who've turned into you know, joint venture partnerships and just friends, which is really nice. Um, some of my favorite episodes, 
Gosh, you know, there's so many. Um, I would say I interviewed Danielle Laporte, um, and I don't know if you, Danielle's in kind of a bit of hot water at the moment over a few different things. Um, but that was a really big episode for me at the time. Um, I mean, and still is today because just obviously the scale of audience she has and the platform that she's built up. Um, so that was a very nerve-wracking but exciting episode. Um, similar, I've interviewed Gabby Bernstein. Um, again, uh, I remember I was really pregnant at the time. I think I was due in about two weeks, and I had Gabby's interview on my calendar, and I was like, oh, my gosh, please don't be early because <laughs> I wanted the interview to obviously go ahead. Um, and I wasn't. I, I did it. and yeah, it was it was a good interview. So I'd recommend checking out those two if um if yeah, if the listeners haven't done so already. Very cool. So tell me last question, tell me a little bit about, you know, what does the future look like for you? How are you thinking of evolving your brand? You know, do you have any cool goals that you're working towards? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so this year I'm really looking at just scaling what I'm doing and not reinventing the wheel. And if I'm honest, I think a lot of entrepreneurs are like this, but I can have shiny object syndrome. I'm like, Oh, let's do this, this, let's do this. And it's like, okay, this year just focus on my core programs and just scaling them and getting more and more people into them. I've recently hired um, some associate coaches So they're working with clients one-on-one within the programs, um, which is really cool. So then people have a group program experience, but also one-on-one support. And that's, yeah, that's going really, really well. Um, So my goals are just, you know, to scale what I'm currently doing to impact more people. Um, I'm also traveling overseas again with my husband and baby uh, later this year, so just navigating that and not um, going insane is another goal <laughs> that I have. <laughs> that sounds like a, a very good goal, trying not to go insane. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, tell uh, listeners where they can find you, where they can find out more information about your programs, where they can turn tune into It Girl Radio, all that good stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you can go to my website, jessicanazarali.com. Um, that's where you can see all the information about my programs and courses that I have available. Um, we have everything from, like I mentioned, one-on-one coaching to group programs to masterminds. So yeah, please go and check it out if you need help growing your business. And then It Girl Radio, you can just search for it in the podcast app. Also, um, you can go to www.itgirlradio.com. Um, to find out more about the podcast as well. Okay, one last question I have to ask you. So is there any like quintessential um, or I should say stereotypical like Australian saying? <laughs> um, I mean, there's so many, but good day is probably, we should have started off with that, good day. We should have. Like, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's probably the most stereotypical. We also apparently say heaps. Heaps. Do you know what no. that means? Heaps. Do you say that in America? No, we don't. Um, so heaps, it's like, oh, that was heaps. Oh, how do we even say it? I don't even think I say it that much. Um, 
like heaps good, like really good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's another one for you. <laughs> so we could, we could say this was a heaps good <laughs> podcast, right? We could. It's, so I would, I wouldn't normally say that because it's kind of, I mean, it's not good English, but people do say that. So there you go. It was heaps good. So hopefully you enjoyed that interview with Jessica. And hey, you learned a few Australian sayings, right? So it's always a good day when that happens. Just want to thank you so much again for checking out this episode. As a reminder, you can follow us on Spotify as well and listen to all our back catalog of episodes. As always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Shauna Game. And if you love this podcast, do me a favor, head on over to that link in the show notes and leave us a review. 